Well, I figured the warm day we had today, I had to wear my Hawaii shirt to make me feel, I'm getting ready to put it up for the season, so I had to wear it today. How's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? Seriously, are you doing good? Anybody get any freedom this morning in worship? Come on, raise your hand if you felt the Lord's presence. Amen, good. Amen. How many want to uh, continue to ride the wave? Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, uh, we thank you for who you are and for what you're doing. (laughs) And we just want to cooperate with you today, God. Mm. Have your way. Holy Spirit, I pray for your continued anointing upon everything that is said and done today that you might be glorified and honored in the name of Jesus. Father, right now we just open ourselves up to your word and your revelation. Father, I ask for a spirit of wisdom and revelation to be released over everyone in this room. Father, you have placed a message in my heart, and I thank you, God, that the kingdom of darkness is coming down. Satan, I rebuke you in the powerful name above every name. At the name of Jesus, our knee and our, our knee and our tongue confesses Christ as Lord today. And Father, I pray for an economy of words. I pray for the power of your words and your anointing, God, that you would break through the scales, you would break through the false ideas and thoughts that we have in our mind. And that God, you would bring the freedom and the liberty that you want to bring today. That no word would return void, void as your word promises that it, would, it is going to accomplish exactly what you've set it out to accomplish in the powerful name of Jesus. So, Lord, we receive and we just say we want more of you, Lord. We want more of you. We want more of you. Tell him. Now tell him you're willing to lay anything down he wants you to lay down today. Any deception that I have, I lay it down, God. Any false props, any things that, anything that keeps me from drawing close to you, God, we want to lay down today in the powerful name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. I am really jazzed about the message I'm going to share today. I know I, I gave you a little commercial several weeks ago about it, and um, I'm going to talk about rejection and a spirit of rejection. And um, I, um, I shared a couple weeks ago, and I don't want to reshare the same commercial, but um, every one of you in this room today, every one of us sitting in a chair that's hearing my voice, each one of us individually, we deal with rejection. It's in different forms, and each one of us have different strongholds when it comes to rejection in our life, but every one of us have been dealt a spirit of rejection at some point in time in our life and seeds of rejection have been placed inside of us through the years and I really want to expose uh, the devil's lies when it comes to rejection I want to you know last week I shared how I, I was even struggling with the title of the message because when I when I think of rejection it is the it is the stronghold that I deal with as a pastor the most it's tied to fear, but again, it's, it is the one that probably I deal with on a, a regular basis, and I am getting, as a shepherd, I am becoming more militant towards it, and I'm getting more ticked off at that spirit that is assaulting the body of Christ and our culture at an alarming rate. And so today, what I'm, I'm not going to get real far. I'm going to bring two big points that, I, that I'm going to bring, and, and hopefully over the next several weeks, I'm going to develop how we get free and, and, and breaking this thing that really ultimately affects all of our relationships. Because rejection, when it's got a hold of you, it affects your relationship with the people around you. And ultimately, you reject yourself and others because of it. And so... Um, I, I'm going to begin to uh, hit it, and we'll just see how far the Lord takes us today. I may get through it all. I may not. But if we do, great. And if we don't, that's fine too, right? 
because it's a series. And, and, and the Lord has told me, Eric, you're not going to fly through this. It, it, there's going to be some points, and then you're going to have to think about it for a week, and then we're going to come back. We're going to rehearse these points because this is a serious issue in the body of Christ. And, it, and if we as a body will get a hold of this, we can help set other people free from it. And because what we end up doing is we end up rejecting other people that have it, and it's, it's just a complicated mess. So, But through the fast, this is probably the biggest thing that, that when we went through that 21-day fast, this is probably the biggest thing that happened was rejection began to surface in major ways, and that's why I put that, that things began to get ugly around here in people's lives. People began to be offended, and people began to, the, 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 the relationships began to get tense, and all kinds of things between husband and wives, and, and, and friends, and, and children, and all kinds of, there was just major amounts through our fast that surfaced, and we started getting really ugly, and that's what I, if it's on there, John, I don't know why it's not. There it is. Lots of ugly surfaced, and I, I put that, that picture up there for all of us because that's what rejection looks like. If it's on your life, that's what you're looking like. Yeah, really ugly, isn't it? A little scary. And I want to start today by exposing rejection. That's going to be the picture that we have of rejection. Phyllis also sent me a few pictures this week that I was going to use, but they just were awfully wicked looking. And I, I, I wanted to stick with my buddy here. Well, so everybody say hi to rejection. Now everybody say goodbye, rejection, right? <laughs> Amen. We're, we're going to say goodbye to rejection. We're going to refuse rejection. We're going to annihilate it. We're going to destroy it. We're going to raise up an army that knows how to identify it and go after it. Amen. And so today I want to start by exposing rejection, identifying it, creating the need in our hearts that we must ravage it and destroy it. Um, I said last week, rejection, you cannot tolerate it. You cannot babysit it. You cannot sweep it under the carpet and act like it's not there. You cannot refuse to deal with rejection. Can I have an amen on that? Amen. It will hold you back. Has it held anybody back? Rejection will hold you back. And so we are going to expose it today in great ways, and we're going to kick the ugly off. Amen? So, rejection. We're going to expose him today. Now, there have been some prophetic pictures. We're going to keep him up there for a while, so bear with me. But there have been some prophetic pictures that the Lord has given, that the Lord has given us, that have really helped me over the last several months put this message together. And there, the, the, the first one was when Denny Kramer came in June. And he, he, he spoke to my life and he said, Eric, your leadership style, it's time for it to change. Do you guys remember that prophetic word? And it helped me to put a, a, a prophetic picture as he said, you must remove the baby bottles and you must get the flak jackets out and you must start training people to overcome things. It, one of the words was you must help the people to clean their lives up. You remember that prophetic word? So you have to move from baby bottles and you've got to go to training an army. Now, women, I wanted you to see this picture. And so we have to move. And so this prophetic picture came inside of my heart where, yes, Lord, I've been wiping butts and I've been uh, changing diapers, but we're in a season where it, it's moving to more of a militant situation. And I'm sure there's probably about 10 people in this congregation. I am not preaching at you as I preach on rejection. But I have gotten violent with the spirit of rejection, and I've come to some people in their faces, and I said, no, that is a lie. I am not rejecting you. I am a good shepherd, and no, I am not rejecting you. But this message is not because of you. This message is for all of us because it's about all of us dealing with rejection and how rejection twists, and it deceives, and it makes you feel something that's going on that's not actually going on. 
And so, from baby bottle to flak jackets, I don't know what millimeter that gun is, but we're going to use that gun, amen? And we're going to use it. Now, the other prophetic picture that we had was when Shelly had her uh, mason give her a vision. And this is the only thing that I could, I could find off the internet. But if you guys remember, I've got this, the gate to your destiny. What is keeping you from your destiny, your desires, your dreams, and your purposes? Shelly had this dream where there were these two guards in front of this golden gate. And on the golden gate, the golden gate was Jesus. We go through the gate and there was a, a lock, a key. But to get to your destiny, to get to your desires, to get to where God has you, there's this gate that you have to go through. And, and so as I've been praying, that was another prophetic picture. And what the Lord showed me, I know there's a laser on here. You see, oops, there we go. You see these guys right here? They're guarding before you get to your destiny. But what the Lord began to show me is this guy right here on the left is your character. And this guy on the right is your strongholds. And your character is being, is, is God's trying to, to sure up your character in order that your destiny won't be aborted. Are you with me? If your character cannot support your destiny and the call of God upon your life, it keeps you from going through the gate. You, you follow what I'm saying? But also what keeps you from the gate is your strongholds. And rejection is a stronghold. Can I have an amen on that? Rejection is a stronghold. It is something, some of it's generational. Some of them are generational curses of rejection. But it is entrenched in most people's lives. And I believe the word for today is deliverance. Everybody say deliverance. God is wanting to bring deliverance over a spirit of rejection. How many want to be freed from rejection? To where it doesn't impact you like it used to. Now, I've gotten freedom in my life in areas of rejection, but you know what? It still comes and raises its ugly head. We want to bring it down. Can I have any amen on that? So this was another prophetic picture for us to get. Shelly shared a message on that. And it was a really great message, and I think it, again, painted a prophetic picture. If I'm going to get to where God wants me to go, I've got to develop my character, my integrity, and I've got to break off strongholds in order to get there. And those things keep me from my destiny, and they keep me from the dreams and the purposes that God has for me. The other thing that the, 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 that the Lord did prophetically when Michelle Preble was sharing a message, it was, that, it was just a simple phrase that I love, but it was plunge the junk. You guys remember that? In her message, she talked about plunging the junk. We've got to plunge the junk. We've got to get rid of those strongholds that are in our life in order to, for us to get where, we want, where God wants us to be. And then the other thing, there was a prophetic word spoken over a month ago and it was in our service, and it was literally a word about deliverance, that we are in a season of deliverance. Do you guys believe we're in a season of deliverance? The wave that was just shown, if you've seen that, repentance and deliverance was was the part of bringing us to where God wants to take us. And so today, I really want to begin to attack this thing and bring the deliverance. And so my first question for you is, what is deliverance? What is, um, what is deliverance look like? And so deliverance is literally the action of setting free. If I'm struggling with rejection, I need to be freed from it. I need delivered. I need to be free from it. Liberty. Uh, Independence Day was declared today. And so we want to see freedom today and this, this broken off of us. And so how many want the action of being set free and it not taking 30 years to get free from rejection? Good. So, rejection. Rejection? Or, that looks pretty good to me, freedom. You know, where people can say things to you, and you're like that instead of like that. <laughs> that when 
you're not invited someplace and you start to manifest like that, you can, whoops, you can look like that. When people say things that you perceive as rejection and you start to look like that, you can actually be at peace and rest. I call that R&R, refusing rejection, R&R. If you're going to have R&R, rest, peace, you're going to have to refuse rejection. You're going to have to get to R&R. Because every time someone, rejection always works out in our relationships. It always works out in our relationships. Our relationships with husbands and wives, children, co-workers, coaches, teachers, you name it, it's there. And so to get to a place where you're at, at, at peace, you're at rest, and not worked up when people you feel are rejecting you. Can I have an amen on that? Anybody want to get that? Or do you want to get that? That, 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 that. Huh? Which one? Okay. So, here's what we're going to do. Spirit of rejection. I want to declare war against the spirit of rejection. I want to raise up an army of people trained to recognize it, infiltrate it, and destroy this spirit. Anybody want to be a part of that army? Good. So, here's where we go. What is rejection? Literally, the term is the state of being refused love and acceptance. To be refused loved, to be loved, to be refused acceptance. Now, every one of us have dealt with that. I want to give an example. And my child, and I will give you this hint, they are not here. But we have a wisdom teeth example of rejection. And here's where I want to explain this rejection. I want to give several examples. And we're going to start talking about symptoms of rejection. And I'm hoping to step on your toes. Anybody like their toes? You're going to feel them today, okay? Now, I'm going to give you an example of rejection in my family. I have a son. Rebecca is free. She's the only one here. Both sons are gone, but I asked my son, and he said, yes, just don't give my name. So you get a 50-50 chance on which one it is. And they've both had their wisdom teeth taken out, so, and they both play basketball, so it is really cool. You're just going to have to guess. But children make a wonderful le le lesson on rejection. So I have a son who had his wisdom teeth taken out, and uh, he comes home, and uh, anybody had their wisdom teeth out? A couple days, you're not feeling too good, can't eat much and everything. And my son comes to me and he goes, Dad, I only had two guys on the basketball team text me and ask me how I was doing with my wisdom teeth. I said, really? I said, that's a pretty good percentage. <laughs> and I said, really, how'd that make you feel? He said, it makes me feel like they don't care. I said, really? I said, okay. He said, did you tell anybody at church that I was having my wisdom teeth put, taken out? I said, nope. Oh, because none of them said anything either. <laughs> he said, well, yeah, Mike Brown did. He said, uh, but yeah, I met with him the day before, and he was aware of it. And so, but nobody had contacted him. And so now I get dad, theophostic dad, to now deal with emotions of what is really going on, okay? Now, a spirit of rejection is now trying to eat my son's lunch, okay? It is a spirit, okay? And now I have to interpret as a dad what is really going on. So I start asking questions. So I said, what, well, how many of the guys do you think actually knew about it? I don't know. Well, I said, you had two that texted you. How many do you think actually knew about it? Maybe three or four. I said, okay. I said, how many people in the church knew about it? Uh, evidently none. I said, well, I said, uh, do you really think that the guys on the team don't care? Is that what you're feeling? Well, I don't know, Dad. And I said, well, let's ask the God. I said, uh, let's ask the Lord. Lord, do, do the guys not care about me? Does the church not care about me? 
Hmm. Nobody knew about it, Dad. <laughs> Nobody knew about it. So how can that be rejection? How many of us have in school, okay, teenagers, playing dodgeball and you get picked last? Ooh. Start to manifest, right? <laughs> I remember when my son Joel, his seventh grade year, he made the B team. Man, crushed his heart, felt rejected, felt like he was not as good and all that kind of stuff. And now he's getting ready to play ball in college. But as a seventh grader, he felt rejected. I had to walk him through. Is this really rejection? God's taking you down a different path than he's taking the other guys. He's trying to develop character in you, Joel, so that you can sustain your destiny. You guys get that? God's trying to develop your character at seventh and eighth grade to put character in you. I'll tell you what, he is a bulldog now. He's not a quitter. When we went and visited him this weekend up in Holland, Michigan, you ought to have seen that guy working out because something of hard work and character was put in him at seventh grade when he went through the trial that produced something in him that coaches now want that's going to get him to his destiny. Are you with me? But what he could have done as a seventh grader he could have let rejection eat his lunch. And he could have not fulfilled his destiny. Are you with me? Practical application. We've all experienced rejection, have we not? Teenagers, what is it like when you don't get invited to the birthday party or kids come to school on Monday and you find out that five of them got together to spend the night and you weren't invited? Has anybody experienced that before? Come on, I need some hands. Has anybody experienced that before? Whoo, yeah, yeah, yeah. How's that feel? Feels like rejection, doesn't it? It feels like this not being accepted, not being loved. Yeah. Well, guess what? I've got things down here on my list and we could go through all of them. I'm not going to, but how about this one? I got a good one. We'll go from teenagers and not being accepted at, at school. How about even within the church? You've missed three or four Sundays and you don't get a phone call. And what's the first thing that goes through your mind? Go ahead, say it. Say it louder. Nobody cares. I called somebody about six weeks ago and I said, hey, I just wanted you to know I've, I've missed you and I want you to know I love you and I just want to check make sure you're okay she goes wow thank you and then I went along and I said you know what there's other people at the church that have noticed you're missing and, and miss you <laughs> and they laughed they laughed I said oh no 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 I said there really are people at New Covenant that miss you I don't buy that I said oh no I said listen I said, a spirit of rejection wants to make you think that nobody cares. I said, there's a bunch of people there that just haven't followed through with their thoughts. They've thought about you, they've thought about you, but they haven't picked the phone up or they haven't texted you, but I'm telling you, I know that they care. They just haven't followed through with saying, you know what, I've missed you at church. What's, what's eating them? Spirit of rejection. What's eating their lunch? Are they looking like that or like that? That or that? Being refused love. You guys got awful quiet. Why'd you get all quiet? Are you feeling rejected by me? <laughs> How about at work when somebody else gets the promotion? How about at work? I'll never forget this when I worked at the bank. Lunchtime would come, and two or three girls would go to lunch together, and there would just be that one lady. Her name was Barb. 
and she wouldn't get invited. Guess what she felt? We had an example, a situation this summer when we were on vacation. We were up in Canada, and we've gotten to know several of the people in our, on the lake because there's a church community. We actually have church on the lake, so we've gotten to know people. And like three days before we were leaving, we were sitting down for supper. It was about 6.15, and we were getting ready to eat supper, and we get a phone call, and some, some of the people down on the other end of the lake said, hey, we're having a scavenger lunch. Scavenger lunch. Scavenger lunch, boy, what's that going to taste like? <laughs> Roadkill? <laughs> and they said, we're having a scavenger hunt, and I want your kids to come down and be a part of it. And we said, what time? Fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. No big deal. We said, hey, it's not going to work this time. We're just sitting down to dinner. And Abraham was probably the only one that really wanted to go at the time. And so he ended up kind of going down there, but not participating. But I get this email, like six weeks after we get back from, from Canada, I get this email from the family. I am so sorry. I am so sorry we didn't invite you sooner. Man, we had several people get offended because we, we invited them late. And we were just so, and she was going, I mean, overboard on apologies. I said, no problem. Our family was not offended. Send back. We love you guys. We'll do the scavenger hunt next year. But what was she doing? She was playing catch-up of a spirit of rejection that had touched every family that didn't get invited soon enough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And she was doing damage control. Has anybody done damage control when the rejections hit somebody? Is anybody tired of damage control? Is anybody tired of damage control? Gosh, walking on eggshells and measuring my words, what I say and how I say it. Is that going on in this church at all? Uh, oh, yeah. It's rejection. Okay, it's rejection. We're identifying a stronghold that looks like this ugly mug, and we're going to get rid of it. Amen? So that's one example of the wisdom teeth and the other is example. Those are examples of how rejection. Now, here are some of the symptoms of rejection. So everybody got your pen and paper out? I want you to write down ones that you have. And if it's all of them, we'll say rejection is entrenched in your life, and it's not going to be, though. These are some symptoms of rejection. Do you have any of these symptoms? Jealousy. Do you ever have resentment toward a person's success or advantage over you? You know, we had a prophetic word. Was it last Sunday or the Sunday before? When was it? And in the prophetic word that Larry had when he was in the hospital, he said that the women in this church, there's a spirit of jealousy, and God says repent and turn from it because it's holding you back and it's holding your husband back. Remember that? jealousy. How about anger? Are you angry all the time at people? I hear some chuckles. Vindictiveness. Do you take revenge and punish people? I mean, when they do something to you, buddy, you're going to pay them back. Hatred. Do you intensely dislike and avoid certain people? Avoid certain people? Do you ever avoid certain people? Okay, not Holy Ghost, Eric, Holy Spirit, okay. Do you ever avoid certain people? Envy, are you discontent in regards to others' advantages, success, or possessions? How about this big one? Unforgiveness. Hallelujah. Do you ever find it difficult to release people from their faults? Oh, I know, I know. I know. I'm the biggest culprit of, your, of that. Please release me. Please release me. Let me go. I don't love you anymore. Sorry, that's an old song that Chuck and I was stuck with years ago. You, I know you're saying... You need to take vocal lessons with Tom. Yep. Okay, unforgiveness. Addictions. Do you struggle with medicating your hurts? 
How about depression? Do you struggle with sadness, gloom, despair, and no hope? How about self-promotion? Do you try to promote or brag on yourself or have somebody else in your family do it for you? <laughs> so it looks a little more... All right, how about fear and anxiety? Do you have irrational fears or panic? How about intimidation and insecurity? This is a big one. Do you feel less important, less valuable, or less worthy? And when people are around, you kind of can become inferior and hide in the weeds instead of actually just being you? How about critical spirit? There's another big one. Are you inclined to find fault or to judge others? How about lying and exaggerating the facts? Do you fabricate facts to make you look better? Not necessarily to make you look better, but oh man, there's a storm coming. And man, we got to take cover because there's 14 tornadoes in it. And hail. And man, we got we to shut church down right now. Because you need me to take care of all you. Because I know the facts, even though they might be exaggerated a little bit, they, they're the facts, right? How about attention seeking? Do you make everything about you? That's our culture in general, right? I'm going to let Chuck come up and share a few other ways that he has identified rejection in his life and what he's seen in other people. And it's some questions that you can ask yourself. And I'll let you handle this because it's your PowerPoint. So these are some other ways to identify. Well, we're identifying this slave master, okay? Oh. Can you hear me? Oh. Can you hear me now? Now can you hear me? Okay. Okay. Uh, just to, just to throw something out there, uh, I have been dealing with rejection since I was about six years old. And I have just now started to learn not necessarily how to defeat this, but definitely battle it. I'm starting to identify what's going on in my life. And uh, this is something that's a stronghold for Marina and I both. Uh, we both were abandoned when we were kids. We were both divorced several times. Uh, we've had spouses had affairs on us. Um, we've had children taken away from us. I mean, this, that's just been my life. And uh, it's just something that I battle. And I even shared with Eric a long time ago, I don't even know how to overcome this. And I was one of the ten. That You know how Eric said there was ten people he just looked at and said, Dude, this is rejection. You've got to get over this or it's done. Well, I was one of those 10, praise God. And so I started searching, and I've been reading books one right after the other and reading commentaries, not to just read, but I mean, I'm like putting on this battle armor, and this thing is gone. I'm going to fight this, and I'm going to win this battle. I know this is what's holding me back from my destiny. I know that now. And even before Eric said anything about that, I said, man, this is, this is what's stopping me from moving on, isn't it? And he said, yeah, it is. And uh, so the Lord said I have an unusual ministry, and I'm, I'm really feeling that this is probably it. Once I beat this thing, I'm going to be able to help others get de delivered from this. So I'm going to just show you some of the things that got me on this. These are, the, just, these are just a few that attack me. It says, are you suspicious of anything nice done for you? Has anybody ever dealt with that? Somebody does something for you, the next thing you know, you're going, what do they want from me? Or, I have to repay this. You feel a guilt all of a sudden. Dude, I wonder what they need. Do you think that God cannot use you? Okay. Has anybody ever felt like, you know, I'm just going to go to church. You know, I don't have any giftings. I'm not going to do anything for the Lord. Chris Chase is not there. Are you a perfectionist? Or a workaholic? Is anybody like that? Go overboard to where it's almost like, what are you doing that's done? The project's done. Just let it go. 
Anybody like that? Do you think that God does not love you as much as others? You know, Eric was talking about watching people being promoted. You know, seeing people within the church, all of a sudden they're stepping in realms that you wanted to step in or you felt like you were supposed to step in. And then you're like, you know what? Heck with it. I'm not even going to go there. They've got it. They've got it under control, right? Do you have a fear of failure? Got a few. This is getting, you guys are really quiet. It's okay to say, oh yeah, that's me. Yeah. Yeah, admit this stuff. <laughs> this was a big one for me. Are you a fault finder? I had, I had some people tell me one time, you can find everything wrong with the situation, but you do not bring anything to the table to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a problem of saying no when you know you need to? <laughs> Big John's up there. That's me. What, what, what are you afraid of if you say no? You're, you're going to be rejected, right? And then the next time, I always think the next time, you know what? They won't call me next time. Do you attack those you love and don't understand why? This, this was a big one for me. I can just be going on just normal activities of the day and somebody say something just real little and then I just go ballistic and I don't know why. Does, does anybody else ever do that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Guess what? When you reject them, they're going to reject you. They won't want to be around you. Do, do you feel like you can never measure up to others? <laughs> Silent nods. And I think that's it. Oh, sorry. No, I, I just, the one, the, if I can say one more thing. Um, now that I've started battling this, if you take hold of what Eric's going to share over this series and you start battling this thing, the one thing I notice is I notice other people that are, that have this spirit on. I mean, I'm just like talking to somebody and I just want to love on them right then because I know they're battling this too. But then I'm taking their, I'm taking hold of it for them and I can't do that. But you, this thing is on you every single day. Every time you have a conversation with anybody, you can be rejected. Does that make sense? The key to it is how you react to their rejection. When or we can perceived, yeah, or your perceived rejection. When we can figure out how we react to everything and every conversation we have with people, when we can grab a hold of that and and love on that thing, really, I mean, because it's like, uh, you know, just it's crazy how that spirit works, and uh, so I, I'm looking forward to this series. I think it's going to be great for everybody. So mm -hmm. thank you. Amen. Thanks, Chuck. So how are we batting? A plus. A plus. So anybody want to do anything about that? You want to keep it? Well, here's how a spirit of rejection actually manifests, okay? How a spirit of rejection manifests is through lies. Everybody say lies. It uses lies to make people feel unloved, unwanted, not important, not valued. The words that this spirit uses most often is nobody cares. And here's what I want to say. It seduces and it deceives people through lies. Everybody say lies again. What I found with rejection is once you're in adulthood, 90% of rejection 
that we are feeling is only perceived. It's not actually real. You're really not being rejected by people. It's what you're feeling. It's the lie that you're believing that begins to seduce you. Are you guys with me? And so if we can begin to identify how this spirit works and how it begins to seduce us through lies, we can deal with this thing really easily. Okay? So, do you want to hang on to that? Or do you want to get rid of it? Because it really is a choice. Because when you leave today, you can either get on the wave and you can get the freedom that God wants you to get, or you can stay looking for your next wave and never jump and never go for it. Because it's like what Chuck said, you're going to have to get serious about taking this sucker down. Now, where does rejection come from? Here's what I want to say. Satan is the king of rejection. And he lies and manipulates everyone he can get to. He manipulates everyone he can get to. His, what? Okay. Satan is the king of rejection, and he lies and manipulates everyone he can to get us to reject people and to reject ourselves. Because, you know, ultimately rejection will lead to self-rejection. Okay, so here's what I want to say. Rejection is the manifestation of the abandonment in your life. And I realize, I'm not going to spend a lot of time here, but I realize rejection starts young through apparent abandonment, physical or mental, child abuse, whether it's sexual, verbal, mental, rape, whatever, divorce, adoption, disapproval, favoritism, excessive punishment, death, discounted emotions or feelings, false perceptions. These are all seeds that plant rejection in us when we're young. Rejection starts when we're really young, guys, right? As seeds. And, and then Satan makes sure he waters them throughout your life, right? Now, I believe that the Spirit of God, if you ask God how it got started, it's obvious Chuck has identified the abandonment in his own life and how it got started and how that's then manifested through his life, through his adult life. But here's the kicker, and here's where I want to go. The enemy makes sure your seeds get re of rejection get plenty of water through parents, siblings, friends, co-workers, coaches, teachers, people in general. But here's what I want to say. In King James, the King James Version of Ephesians 6.12 declares that people are not your enemy. Coaches can make you feel rejected. People can make you feel rejected. But ultimately, it is not people. Everybody say, it's not people. Now let's look what the Word says. In Ephesians 6, 12, it says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. What is flesh and blood? But we wrestle with principalities, princes, if you want to say, and powers against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, this scripture right here, literally, I could spend days on. I could go over what are principalities. I could go over powers. I can go over rulers. Because principalities are not as high as rulers. And when we're talking about a spirit of rejection, we're talking about a principality that has authority in your life because you are believing lies. And that principality, that spirit of rejection that comes from the evil one, continues to taunt you and lie to you. And it's the lie that deceives you that gives that principality the authority in your life. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to expose it so that you take the rug out from underneath that principality and you yank the rug out so that you can have the freedom that you need. Amen? So, we wrestle not with flesh and blood. I love what the, the, the Living Bible translates it. Look at this. For we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against persons without bodies. The evil rulers of the unseen world, those mighty satanic beings and great evil princes of darkness who rule this world and against huge numbers of wicked spirits in the spirit world. If it's not you, then who? If, if Chuck, if he feels rejected by me, and he did, and he just admitted that, if I'm not his enemy... If it's not me that's rejecting him, then who is it? And yes, I did get in his face. And I said, no, I'm not rejecting you. It feels like rejection. It smells like rejection. It tastes like rejection. It's dog poop. 
It's a lie. I'm on your side. I am your friend. And all the truth that I begin to declare to him, I love you. I love you. I love your family. I, I believe in your destiny. I believe it. Yeah, right. I could feel that rejection. You're like, yeah, sure. You know, that spirit was like mocking the truth. No, this is the truth. And as he heard the truth, it was like, mm, yep, that's re <laughs> okay. I quit hitting. That's rejection, right? It's rejection. That spirit was having to bow its knee to the truth that you are loved and you are highly favored and you are a blessing. Anybody with me? What does it say in 1 Peter 5 8? Be self controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Standing firm in the faith because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering. Now, in the context of 1 Peter, I will say this was about persecution. They were being persecuted and they were being, oh, it's amazing what these people were going through. But it's the same principle. The enemy that they were facing was, was Satan. And a spirit of rejection comes from the enemy. John 8.44 says, Satan is a liar. There is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Everybody say, liar, liar. liar, liar. Pants on. Liar. Nose as long as a... Liar, liar. Satan is a liar. This is simple, simple truth. Liar, liar. We, we say that as children, and we scream it to each other whenever we think that the other one's lying. When the spirit of rejection is at work, it's always a lie. Everybody say, always. always it's always a lie. Let me take you back to my son's wisdom teeth. Was it truth? It was not truth. Was it perceived truth? Was it truth to him? Until what? Until we confronted the lie with the truth and God spoke to him about what the truth was. Satan always is lying. If I'm not your enemy, if I'm not, I'm really not reject. I mean, do you really think Eric Haler rejects people? Come on, help me. Is that my personality? Is that my character? I mean, really? Is that Alger's character? <laughs> it may be <laughs> yours. No, I'm just kidding. I'm looking at Mandy. No, it's not even Mandy's nature, is it? Love you, Mandy. Is it Mike Brown's nature to reject people? Is it Barb Cloud's nature to reject people? Is it Chad's? Luke? No. So we got to really think this out. Am I really being rejected by people or am I actually being seduced? It's gross. I'm telling you, all rejection comes from the pit of hell, and it's a lie. Liar, liar. If it's not, so if I'm not, if I'm not rejecting you, if, if you know that's not my character, it's not my nature, but you feel it, you've got to start identifying what you're feeling. You've got to start identifying it, and what does the Word of God say when we're to, what we're to do? Does anybody know? When that thing starts to hit you and you start to feel rejected, you start to feel you have got to identify the lie. And you've got to do what? The Bible says, okay, agree with your adversary quickly. But ultimately, well, the Word of God says to bring every thought into captivity and the obedience of Christ. I have got to capture that lie. When my son heard the lie as a youth that he's not loved, I've got to train him. No, you've got to capture that truth. You've got to capture that thought, and you've got to bring it into the obedience of Christ. What is the truth? You've got to capture your thoughts. We've got to do warfare in our own lives. Can I have an amen on that? Liar, liar, pants on fire. Satan's role, his role in rejection is to lie. He wants to convince us that, we, that what he is saying is true. 
He does this through our perceptions. He attacks the seed of rejection planted in you as a young, at a young age through lies. And once we buy the lie, he can now make us feel worthless, unloved, and uncared for. Here's the best picture that I can give you of how spirit of rejection works. You with me? Okay. My son, we'll use him as an example, or we'll use anybody that's been out of church and nobody cares. As soon as you take the lie, nobody cares. That spirit of rejection now has your arm. Okay? And then I come up to Alger and he says something and I take it as rejection, like, oh, he doesn't really. And then another one gets a hold of me. And every time I buy the lie of what that spirit of rejection is saying to me, I continue to get bound with what I call octopus tentacles. The arms of the octopus begin to put its suction cups on me, and it begins to have more and more authority over my life. And so then I begin to walk in a spirit of rejection everywhere I go, in every aspect of my life, in every relationship, because I have literally come in agreement with the enemy, the father of lies, and now I have given it authority in my life. It has legal right. It has legal access because I've come in agreement with it. Now, what do we know about agreement? You guys send me prayer requests all the time. Would you come in agreement, Eric, with me? My right shoulder needs healed. Would you come in agreement, Eric, with me on this? Yes, we're two or more gathered, and we agree. It is done. Well, it's the spiritual law, guys. You can either come in agreement with the enemy, or you can come in agreement with God. Who are you in bed with? Who are you in bed with? So now I'm walking and rejection oozes from me. Now here's what happens in the body of Christ. Come here, Alger. You're gonna be in my demonstration. Everybody say we love you, Alger. So now Alger's walking through the church and this spirit of rejection's all over him and he says something or does something, let's say, We'll say uh, we're in a group gathering, and now Alger goes off to the side, and he doesn't participate because he's feeling rejected. He's not feeling apart, so he kind of sits over here. Or he does the other thing. We'll say he tries so hard to be accepted that people go, ugh. He works so hard at being accepted and loved that he does stupid saying. He says, oh, did you know that? Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and so then I go like this, ugh, you know, because I feel that spirit of rejection. Now that spirit of rejection is now trying to seduce me to get me to reject him. So I begin to back away from him. Or he backs away from me. Those are the two ways that spirit of, of, of rejection works. So what I'm to do as a Christian, when I identify that spirit that's on him, it's not on you. Amen. Example, broke. I go towards him. When he says stupid stuff, which he doesn't, <laughs> boy, I could have picked somebody better, couldn't I? He hardly says anything. <laughs> and so what God does is if I'm going to help him break that spirit of rejection off of him, I've got to do the opposite of what that spirit makes me want to do. Because I want the eggshells we talked about earlier, you're walking on eggshells, you don't know what to say, and that spirit's working on over duty. My flesh wants to run. My flesh doesn't want to be around somebody that has a spirit of rejection on them, self-pity, all that kind of stuff. We want to back away. So it's not just if you have it operating in your life, you can sit down, Alger. But it's what if it's operating in somebody else's life that you love so dearly? How are you reacting to that spirit? Are you being seduced by it also? Because it wants to jump from them to you. And it wants to get you to reject them so that the octopus can entrench them even further. Is that making any sense? So, the way it works is I have to begin to identify the lie. And when I hear, when my wisdom teeth are off, out, and nobody calls me, 
nobody cares. Nope, that's not true. I'm loved by my teammates and I'm loved by my church. Suction cup removed. No, I'm not going to buy that lie. I rebuke that. I renounce it. That is not the truth. I am dearly loved by these people. The next time that another one comes right, I wasn't invited to that birthday party because they don't like me. Nope, that's not the truth. They just simply probably forgot because they're busy or whatever. And I go to God and I ask what is the truth and I come against the life. All of a sudden these suction cups start coming off of me. And I start to begin to see more clearly. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> I've got a captive audience. <laughs> yeah, hold your ears. And you know what? I can sing and I don't care. I can be me. I am so ready for people to be able to be free to be them. Where they don't have to walk on eggshells. They don't have to measure their words. And walk out on me and make me feel rejected. <laughs> Love you, Luke. I know I'm going long. I've been wanting to get this one out. Again, the role of Satan is to lie. And you guys and me, we've all been buying lies. Can everybody say liar, liar, pants on fire? Okay, there's your acronym. Write it down. A spirit of rejection works through lies. Listening to information I accept as real or right. And I'm going to wrap up. I didn't make it a big point. I'm, I said you were going to have two points, and I've made them, but I didn't make a big hairy deal about them, but I need to make a big hairy deal about them because I want you to walk away with two points today. Big point number one. It was the beginning of Ephesians 6.12 where I said it is we wrestle not with. The big point, it is not people. And if I could play on words, I would say, if it's not you, then who? If, if, if you walk out of here today with the point one, when you feel rejected, it's not people. It is a spirit. It is a principality of darkness that's wanting to eat your lunch. So what is point number, big number, hunker one? It's not people. And the big hunker, number two, is if it's not people who, it's who? It's Satan, the liar. It's not rejection, it's a lie. The big point. And so we got liar, liar, and I'm going to build off of this liar, liar for the next time we share. But what you're doing is you're listening to information that you personally are accepting that is real. Can you filter any of the, has, does anybody have a picture in their mind of where you've bought a lie when it comes to people? Where you've allowed the spirit of rejection to eat lunch? Ah. Today I wanted to identify rejection I wanted to expose it, but I really need a people who will help me destroy it. Because if we're going to move to the crest of the wave and to be the people of God that he wants us to be, we'll never reach our destiny and our purposes if a spirit of rejection is eating our lunch. You guys realize that? because it affects every one of your relationships and our relationships are damaged and our relationships need healing. Can I have an amen on that? So if you would stand up with me, I'm gonna just simply ask the Spirit of God to deal with your heart right now. Mm. 
Okay, what does liar stand for? Everybody, if you would, close your eyes for just a moment. I think we've all agreed that we deal with rejection in our lives. Is everybody on that page? And I did ask you earlier, who are you in bed with when that happens? Ouch. I believe in the days and the weeks to come that God's mercy is going to turn our hearts towards repentance because we have been more concerned about what people think than what God thinks. And when we allow a spirit of rejection to eat our lunch, we are more concerned with what people think of us rather than what God thinks of us. We're all batting a pretty good percentage on some of the symptoms and the questions that were asked. But I want to ask you, what is the Holy Spirit asking you to do with this spirit? Two weeks ago when I was going to share this message, I woke up about 3 a.m. after a dream. And in the dream, I was taking this old dog and I was beating, I had taken the tail of the dog and I was beating the dog on the concrete trying to kill the dog and this eight-year-old oh comes up no 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 don't kill my dog and the Lord spoke to me that dog is not a friend we've called him our friend it's been a spirit of rejection and I was trying to beat that sucker dead and other and that little child wanted to keep the dog and Rejection has been how you've dealt with the abandonment and the rejection in your life. And you can hang on to it if you'd like. You can leave here today and you cannot deal with it. Now I'm going to give us some examples on how to get free. But what is the Spirit of God asking you to do? in your journey towards freedom. Because what I've seen in most people, I've seen most people go year after year after year, petting it, playing with it, tickling it. And it's become such a familiar spirit, they just think it's part of them. Well, it has become part of you. And it needs to be renounced. It needs to be taken authority over. You need to quit buying the lies. The reason I've only went to the lies today is you've got to start getting the suction cups of that octopus off of you. And this week, it's going to be where the rubber meets the road is when you start to feel rejected, when you start to feel unacceptable, when you start to have a pity party or you start to feel down about yourself, you've got to say no. You've got to come against the lies and say, no, God, what is the truth? You may need to call one of our theophostic counselors. You may need to call somebody and say, gosh, this rejection thing's eating my lunch. I'm so angry at this person. I'm so angry at this because they're doing this, this, this. It's not them. If it's not you, who? Who is it? The enemy. Quit turning your eyes towards man. I'm not your enemy. Your wife's not your enemy. Your husband's not the enemy. The rejection you're feeling is only coming from the father of lies. And you have to capture it. You capture that thought. And you say, no, God, what is the truth? I feel like my wife doesn't support me. She's doing this all the time and going behind my back. No, no, no. That's a spirit of rejection that's making you believe that. What is the Spirit of God asking? I'm going to be building on this message. But you know, some of us need to really start off just with repentance. We need to confess that we've laid in the bed with that spirit of rejection for way too long. And I believe our altar ministry team can pray for you tonight. We could have the altar ministry team come up. If you want prayer, 
if you want them just to, to come in agreement with you and to come against this spirit that has had authority and you want to have the, your blinders removed and you need some extra push, uh, some freedom, I want, I want you to feel free to have prayer. You may be needing just to kneel before the altar and say, God, wow, I've given into this. I've, it's been exposed now and I want to deal with it. Maybe you need to just get at the altar and say, God, how in the world do you want to set me free from this? What do you want to do? Maybe you want privacy. And that's okay. But my question is, the waves are coming of the Spirit of God. And it's going to be those people who get on board that really get to ride this wave of what God's doing. I believe deliverance can come quickly. We're in a season of deliverance. Please go after your faith in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for your blessing over your people today as they leave. God, I rebuke a spirit of rejection. God, we renounce it. We take authority over its stronghold in people's lives. And I pray today, God, that you would bring freedom in this process. And God, help us to engage our hearts today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, if you need to leave, just quietly take it out. If you need to do business, need prayer, uh, we will pray for you. God bless you.